Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey hustlers, we know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash monthly 5 k If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer with its fast, flexible, secure, and low-cost solutions. Businesses across the world can pay and get paid globally. Visit Payoneer.com now. Also by Unbounce, the leading platform for A-B testing made easy. With Unbounce, you don't need to be a developer to build high-converting landing pages, pop-ups, and sticky bars. HustleShare listeners get 20% off on their first three months after the free trial period. Visit bit.ly slash hustlebounce to learn more. So for me, it's really impacting the lives of the farmer and doing this by providing them access to the resources they need to improve their lives. Welcome to HustleShare, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Baipyong. Welcome to episode 41 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer, empowering businesses around the world to grow globally. Now, if you're new to the show, I'd like to remind you that this podcast is for adults only, so make sure there are no kids around when you're listening to this. Because today, we're going to be talking to a champ, and his name is Mr. Roel Amparo. He's the founder and CEO of Cropital. And recently, Roel just won the Wildfire Pitching Competition 
during the Ignite conference. And we're lucky because he agreed to tell us why he's providing small farmers an affordable financing solution through his startup, Cropital. But before that, Ruel is going to share with us how he started Cropital during his college and why he started it. He's also going to share with us why he took a break from doing capital for a bit and what he learned when he did corporate in the petroleum industry and all the things he learned there that he was able to apply when he started to do Cropital again in its next version. Especially now that Ruel truly understands how bad the problem is for Filipino farmers and how badly they need help so they don't get taken advantage of when they do their harvest. Ruel is also going to share with us his experience being incubated in magic while he was in Malaysia and the difference in terms of perspective that he was able to get while he was doing that. And this is where it gets real because Ruel also will share the risks he took as a co-founder and how frugal he got to overcome the early struggles they had and also his personal struggles and how he overcame all of those to put Cropital where it is now. And stick around till the end because Pharrell's also going to give tips on how to win pitching competitions, how you can push through through hard times, and how you can get involved in helping our local farmers get to that level that they need to be using Cropital. So if you're ready to learn the hustle behind Cropital, let's begin this episode right now! Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are with the champ. The champ is here. <laughs> All right. Um, so just to give a little bit of context, I said it during the intro. This guy is on a mission, and you've been winning. So hats off to you, my man, um, for, for, for doing something or so, trying to solve something that's really uh, uh, an imperative thing for the Philippine uh, Republic to go through with what you're solving. So again... I said it in the, sh- in the intro, um, welcome to the show, Ruel Amparo of Cropital. Well, Ruel, thank- welcome to the show. Thank you so much. My no. pleasure to be in this show. Okay, and then congratulations again because you won, was it the Wildfire Pitching Competition? Yes. In, in Ignite, last Ignite, yes. just recently a few, few weeks back from here. So, real quick, um, you've been listening to the show, you kind of are familiar. How's, how's it feel now being on the, on the guest side of things? It's actually nerve-wracking. No, why? why? <laughs> <No> I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> because I've been listening a lot, actually. Okay. And I've been learning a lot from your, from you and from your thank guests. You, thank you. And I just want to be at par with them or Dude, even better than them. <laughs> you're going to be, this is going to be a hell of an episode. So let's begin. Let's get this, this gamut. And I know you, you've heard, heard of this before. Ruel, what's your hustle? Okay. So my hustle is basically providing small farmers with access to mm-hmm. affordable financing. Okay. Why, why do... Why, why, are you, what, why are you doing this hustle? I mean, we all know that farmers are probably the most inconvenient or the most taken advantage of in, in our society, which is a shame because they're the ones who feed us. They're the ones who put the delicious food in our, in our digestive system. But why, why, what's, what's the rationale behind it? And why, why do you, do you, do you want to solve this problem? Okay, so for me, it is a problem that I've seen myself. Okay. 
So actually, just a quick history. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's learn. Let's ride the hustle share time machine now. <laughs> okay. All right, let's do this. So, what? Why? What's the? Is it a personal thing to you? How did this start? Okay, so I grew up in a family where yeah, my grandparents own okay. a farm in Bulacan. Okay. Oh wow! And they have several farmer relatives basically. Okay. And I grew up in Quezon City in okay. the city, but I always spend my summer in Bulacan. Mm. So that's where I got my exposure, particularly with how farming is and okay. what the struggles are. Basically. Oh, okay. So one thing that I've seen was that we have been constantly actually taking debts mm. from our supplier to get the supplies that we need and also the cash that we need to plant. And yeah, this is it's a, a vicious cycle. Like yes. you're always chasing tail because, you, of course, you want to produce or you, you want to plant seeds so you can sow them right after but if you don't have resources what are you gonna do so it's a chicken and egg right yes correct so for me it's something um it's already normal for most of the farmers it's already like step one okay maganap ng mautangan then step Uh, two start farming so um what's kind of uh made me think was actually the interest rate that wow that we are actually paying so Utang is not necessarily bad if no. you could actually leverage on it, right. earn more from it. But if it's predatory, that's where the line actually. So you said that you know the 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 debts are pretty predatory. What are we talking about in terms of um, interest rates and whatnot? What are, what's the norm? What's okay. status quo? The lowest I've seen. Okay. It's five percent per month. It's the lowest. Wow. And if you're if you're the, the the loan sizes are how much for you to be able to produce like a good a good yield or whatnot? Okay, so for rice farmers usually it's around fifteen thousand for wow. a minimum. Then can go as high as around thirty thousand per hectare. Per hectare, and usually the he- how, what's the hectare count on an average that we're talking about? Um, one point five hectare per farmer. Wow. And these are lands, again, this is another, we can probably discuss in another topic. But are these lands theirs or mostly are they're, they're planting on someone else's land? It's actually 50-50 ah. based on our data. Okay. Data. And the, the farmers that need this most, are these the ones the, the, that are planting on someone else land, else's land or are they planting on uh, their land? Who are the ones that need the, the, the loans more? The ones who are actually renting it. Wow. Because as you see, some of the financial institutions okay. could offer loan if you have land as a collateral. Oh, shit. So if you don't own your farm and you're just renting it, it's really, you have limited options. Right. you were to get funding from. Right, because you're, you're pretty much fucked, right? Because you're, you're planting on someone, but in order for you to survive, you have to rent the land which some that's something that you have to Pay loan for, for well. too right and then whatever you sow is not i mean yeah there's now whatever is left is yours because you got to pay the loan and whatnot so that's the norm right but before we get into deep hair let's let's do that later on as we go how did you start your hustling because i'm i'm literally stalking you again shout out to linkedin I, they don't pay <laughs> us on this one but um you you grew up in qc what was the epiphany like? How did you remember going to this journey? Because you're a city boy. I, I, it's, it's hard to, I mean, going in there in the summer, great, you see it and whatnot. Yeah. But if it's not deeply entrenched and whatnot, how did you start your hustle? And how did you 
end up in this calling? Because this is not just a startup. Yeah. You're trying to change a lot of people's lives. And indirectly, in it's, let's go back to basic science 101. You're affecting the fucking food chain here, right? Because whatever happens in the, in the crops goes all the way to our stomach. Every one of us is, is affected of this. But for you, how did you start hustling as, as far as you can remember? Okay, so... Actually, uh, I could say that Cropital was inspired by a project we did during college. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what was this project? Okay. So in I took up industrial engineering okay. in UP Diliman. Okay. And I was third year, I mm-hmm. believe, during that time. It was mm-hmm. 2011. Mm-hmm. And in that particular course, we need to have a project for okay. the entire semester. Okay. So what we did was actually exactly or quite similar to Propital right Already. now. Already. Yes. Is it with a tech or was it? So what, what did you guys do? And again, why this project of I mean, industrial engineering? There's so many projects you can solve because you guys by default are the problem solvers of society. You just don't get enough credit for it, but you guys are built for this. Why this? Okay. So when I heard about that, we will be needing to have a project. Okay. One of the things that actually top of mind are what are the problems that okay. exist okay. and what are the opportunities that technology could actually solve because this right. is a technopreneurship class. Uh, okay. And during this period, it is the time where Farmville, those type of right, things Right, right. Okay, that was, that was big in 2011, yes. right? Yes. Cool, cool. So this is already like right in front of you, but when you started this, I mean... Did you have any background in tech? Like, how did you build this from the ground up? And how did this uh, idea of yours blossom from there? Okay, so from the class project, basically, okay. it was just an idea, a right. concept that was made into a business plan. But right. um, four years after, right. as I believe, uh, 2015, right. um, an incubator program in Malaysia popped in to my newsfeed yes. in Facebook. Okay. And you, while you were in this, were you doing other... Or were you graduate by, by yes, that time? Yes, I already am working in Petron during ah, this time. Wow, and what, just uh, before we get into the, the accelerator thing that you tried to do, what were your jobs like and what are the key, key skills that I guess you, um, you acquired in those stints? Because I, I, I saw that you, you went into a lot of um, petroleum-related jobs. Yes. Right, and I want to dig deep a little bit on, on that one. In this industry... Is it similar to agriculture by default? Because this is a very regulated industry. We're mm-hmm. kinda, they're kind of conniving with each other because it's gas, right? And this is a, probably the most, um, this is like gold now, yes. right? So what were those skills and how is it like working in that industry? Okay, so quickly, actually, during the time I was still in college, right. I've already been working to differ- in different companies. Wow, really? As an intern or as a part-time job. Ah, okay. So, um... Two of the companies during the time I was still in college are right. related to petroleum. Ah. One is with Shell. Okay. Cool. The other one was actually a part-time work with Boston Consulting Group. Okay. It just so happened that it's oil and gas related. Got it. Then my full-time job after college was in Petron. Okay. So also oil and gas. So um, things that I've learned. Um, in During the time I was in Shell, I was actually a finance intern. Ah. So I was working with their accounting and forecasting department. Okay. Okay. So most of the things that I've learned was actually about basically numbers. Right. How do actually um 
how like how do we budget and how do we plan right. on certain things. So this one is related to. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to actually explain. No, just, just again whatever safe that you can say. <laughs> yeah, okay. but basically it's more of uh, accounting Got during it. the time that I was there. Got it. But the next one is with Boston Consulting Group. Okay. This is highly research. All right. So, and this one, I knew of a bit of the oil and gas industry already. Yeah, yeah. But I need to dig deeper because ah. basically BCG needs really uh, good quality data. How fucked up are those oil companies that you're supposed to do finance? They let you go dig deep the oil? No, I'm no, just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I thought they let you dig. I was like, what? Did you run out of manpower? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so you dig deeper. What were those things that you were digging for? What were those things that you need to understand more? Because a lot of these metrics are already there. What more do they not know? Okay, so this is a bit more confidential. As a okay, project. but whatever. Let's just <laughs> let's take it, let's give it ali- aliases and whatnot. What were those things? Okay, so I've been really focused on the opportunity in the oil and gas industry, okay. particularly in the export of uh, oil and gas industry. Or rather, right. import. Import in- from overseas going here. Yes, and got creating new opportunities yeah. and whatnot. Because technically, the Philippines, again, unlike most oil-rich companies, which ex- with the exception of Venezuela, right, um, which imploded and whatnot, Oil-rich companies, or oil-rich countries, are probably the most richest in, in across the world. Malaysia has some, Petronas and whatnot, yeah. and whatnot. We're we're the unfortunate um, com- country that will always import. That's why any upspike with 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 oil yeah. will always affect our inflation and all our other goods and whatnot. Now, going back, you you are still were you still in the oil oil hustle? It's called your oil hustle. When you saw the, the, the ad, what was the ad like? Okay, so the ad was like, it's an accelerator program Yep. for idea stage or technology startups. Got it. So it was similar to Ideaspace, the way right. I actually perceive it, because okay. I know Ideaspace before right. I knew the Malaysian incubator program. Ah, so what was it called? It's Magic. Magic, yeah. So I was... Uh, I, I've had a, the chance to visit Magic several times. Um, this I was blown away because this it's was inaugurated by Obama. Yes. Along with the uh, so Magic is uh, stands for wait let me just make that uh, Malaysian Global Innovation and Creativity Center. It was not in KL. It's, think of it like if it's in Manila, uh, Magic was in Clark, and That's it's true. in Putra uh, Putrajaya and Cyberjaya. Cyberjaya is like their. There's cyber whatever is, uh, se- sector there that all, most or they're trying to groom it as their cyber hub in Malaysia. And people just go there. If you go there, there's nothing to do. There's one mall. There's a shit ton of crows, which freaks <laughs> me out all the time. And you'll be forced really to work on your shit, really, right? But what was that experience like when you were in Magic? And how did, was it Cropital right away or did you try something else and whatnot? It's already capital. Ah, so you pitch, you you joined the application. Is it the same crew you fucked with? Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. You you same uh, crew you you are the same uh, partners or thesis mates you had with, or is it different? Okay, one of my uh, partners during okay. that group project, I was with him for right. the proposal, and we got a developer. Ah, who I know of. so what was the difference now? Because before it was was it pure. What's the difference from the thesis like? Because this is a span of how many years in between? Four, Four years? years? 
Oh wow! So a lot of change. Yes. You you you've matured literally uh, as, as again acquired key skills uh, as you go. What changed from the initial thesis to what you submitted in in Magic? Okay, so during the the first thesis was right. actually more like a profit sharing type uh, of business. It's like uh, me investing money and to a farmer, right? And whatever the farmer actually gets, we split the profit. Got it. So right now, so it's your pocket out of pocket cost. Yes. During, wow. During sorry. But before the first one, the first version. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now, what was the new iteration when you did magic? Okay. So. Actually, after Magic, we started to look into loans ah. as a way to finance farmers Got rather it. than investing in them. Right, because you can only, you're, you're going to be very limited to what you can only afford. Yes. Right? Now, but before we take a break real quick, um, what are the key things you learned in Magic that you haven't seen in other, I mean, you've done IBDSPs and all these things, right? What's the difference in working in, in a program like Magic where, I mean, they don't really take equity or do they? No, uh, they, don't. Uh, they don't, right? This is all a, a grant but they give you a stipend so you can survive yes. in fucking Cyber Jaya, right? <laughs> but um, what, what were those things that they impart on you that until now you're, you're still using? Okay. I think one of the most important thing is the global perspective. Yes. Because as someone growing up in the Philippines, right. your perspective is just Okay, I'll have a company in the Philippines and I'll scale it in this province, so right. on and so forth. But looking at the perspective in Magic, right? What they in- who they introduce you to are like the Grab, the yes. 500, um, the startups, startups right. and a lot of other growing ventures during that period. Right. So you, you've now been open to this whole new perspective that, you know what, if you're going to run, go, go create a startup, go for the swing for the fences. And not be limited to just the Philippines. All right, Royal, let's take a break. And when we come back, let's take a deep dive on how you're now doing crop it all. But more of that after. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about 
up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. Welcome back. We're still with the champ, uh, Ruel Ampero of Cropital. Okay, so Ruel, before the break, you, you mentioned that, you know, you've now been open to this whole perspective of, of being in magic. And there's not a lot of people that have been there. And again, our curse uh, from the Philippine startup ecosystem is that sometimes we're too narrow-minded. That we only want to solve the problem uh, within our own backyard. But they don't know that this problem also exists in other backyards in the whole fucking neighborhood, yeah. right? Which is, I'm talking about Southeast Asia. Coming back after Magic, what was it? What did you guys do? I mean, Magic didn't really um, give you money, per yeah. se, right? What are your next steps that you guys did in Cropital? Um, you got the MVP out by this time? The, sorry? the MVP? Uh, the, was it a product already? Uh, uh, y- yes, we already okay. have the MVP at this stage All right. after Magic. So around December, as right. I can remember, um, I was the only one full time ah. during this time. Right. And I've been hustling because, of course, we've already been we already have farms running in during this right. period, and we need to start talking to the lenders that we already right. acquired and mm-hmm. continue growing and growing. All right, I'll tell you how I actually found out about you, because okay. I didn't find out about you uh, through the st- tech startup ecosystem. Okay. You know who I found? How I found out about you? Oh. It was one of those Inuman sessions with my best buddies in in, in high school, That's and I was like, you know, catch up. Blah, blah. Like, he tells me like, you know what? There's this uh, there's this, this app or this website that you can buy or lend people or oh, some shit. Like, what? Are you crazy? I thought he was already drunk. And I checked the audience. Like, wow, tropical. That's why when I met you here several years back, you you're the dude that's doing this. So. Hats off to you because you now already got this. And this was like two, three years ago. Yes. Right. So you're really making an impact, not just for for the farmers, but you're also making an impact for those people that that want to lend and want to help. Yes. So mad props on that oh, one. Oh, thank you. Okay. So from this point, now you're taking this alone. Let's now talk about the hard shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you're making a re- you had a really decent job with petroleum. I know the the packages they give you in there. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty decent. What made you jump ship as like the full time co founder? Because as the weight comes in, the full time guy usually takes the biggest risk. Yes. What were those risks that you go, you took personally to become the guy? And why was it you? Okay, so I believe the first risk is actually the uncertainty of having. A constant income. A constant yes, survival. Income. Right. Yeah. Okay. And for me, actually, during that time, I was really very frugal, right, mm-hmm. from the start. Got so it. even though I'm earning, i almost not spending anything. Right. What was that hustle like? So, all right, let's paint that picture because I know that drill. For, for a good four to five years when I was starting out, dude, I got to eat whatever. I eat whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever free meal, I'll take it. How was that like? And 
while you were doing that, what were the what was how was how was you how were you growing crop at all? Okay, during the first six months, outside right. magic was the most difficult. Okay. Okay. So I'm really going to different provinces, riding buses, right? Um, riding motorcycles, yep. habal habal. No, nope, really no angkas. <laughs> no, no, because right. I really need to save money. Yes. And the only thing that I remember eating is always um, 7-Eleven hot dog. <laughs> That's my <laughs> which one? Which play bar? Do you have a <laughs> the cheese dog? The cheese bar. Okay. Yeah. And Shout out to Eleven <laughs> Cheese Dog for this. And I, I got to survive actually going to different provinces. Yeah. And it's quite cheap to be fair um, in eating in Carindiria and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. But um, personally, I really don't have any bandwidth to spend on myself. Yeah. The only personal expense that I have is haircut. Wow. During right. And you have a pretty decent <laughs> haircut right now. <laughs> no. When you win a pitching competition, you can afford a fucking that's haircut, true. right? So back then, that's the only thing you spend on, right? And whatnot. Uh, but walk us through the emotional side. This is something that we don't really get to talk about much. Because as, as physical exhaustion toes up, and then you don't see the best, when you always think, like, oh, this is going to make it and it doesn't happen, how was that like in the grind after magic and, and you know and there nobody's invested yet at this point right yes and then walk us through the next milestone i guess and how, how that happened okay so some of the highlights of the let's say heartbreaks that right. i had well one thing is that i had to break up with my special someone okay. which, um, because of some of the things that right. i have to do with my startup also right and I think that's one of the hurdle, but right. I, I was able to overcome it and I realized that anything else that is about me with any relationship, right. I think I can deal with it. Yeah. So, but out, aside from that, it's really the hustle right. of making things work that is the hardest, right. given the conditions also that I don't have control of, like the weather. Yep. So. During this first phase, right. one thing that I really struggled with was because the first set of farmers that we had was challenged by this challenging weather, basically. Yep. So the harvest wasn't really as good as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So it has to be... So from there, we learned a lot right. on how to do actually or on, on how to react on it. The next time we do it, and right. actually we started considering, should we still pursue mm. profit sharing or mm. should we go with the loans already? Ah, so that's where you kind of like fiddled with it. But before I ask my next question, what made you push through? Because heartbreaks and sh- startup struggles, it's like, a, it's like a double whammy. Yeah. It's hard, bro. Like I, I know how, how it is, but how, what kept you pushing? It's really the farmers. Mm. One situation that I would like to share was that there was this time that we invested in one of a farmer, one of the farmers that we have, and after the harvest, we were there. Right. Um, then the basically the buyer pick up, picks up everything, and right. after the costing, uh, we got our part, but there's right. nothing left for the farmer. Mm-hmm. Wow! So it's really heartbreaking to see that perspective. That, yeah, it's because like you, we became pregnant. And all of a sudden, your baby gets taken away yeah. the moment you, you give birth. Yes. Right. So well, the, the thing with what happened is that 
we didn't earn at all mm-hmm. and the money isn't ours to begin with we need to put to bring it back right. to the lenders or to mm-hmm. the investors mm-hmm. so we really have to try to compensate the farmers in other way got it so that's the time we feel like okay i think vegetables isn't the best one and investment isn't the best thing that we can do as of this moment right unfortunately right unfortunately but but, but still, that sticks with you. And, be, it, and it's not just a startup now. It's a calling. Is that, is that safe to say? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Now, you had a breakthrough. Then money started coming in. Uh, let's talk about you went, You got to idea space, right? Actually, your batch, your, what, what batch were you? 2016. Well, batch four, four? was it? Okay. There's so many people in batch four that I've already had here in this fucking show. Uh, are you batchmates with InvestEd? Yes. And style genie, not, not sure. Okay, cool. But yeah, I invested so idea space fucking pay us already. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we've had so many idea space alumnus or alumni uh, that that's been here before. Okay, how did you get into the idea space program, and what are those things you picked up from? Because one thing I like about what idea space does now, and this is not part of how they did it at first, is they make you go through the aim program. Mm. What are those things you learn aside from, of course, the, the monetary the, uh, support that they give? Okay. Um, I always tell this to Ms. Diane. Okay. Shout out. Mother hand, shout out. <laughs> yeah. yep. that one thing that I learned from Ideaspace right. is looking at Cropital not just as a project, but okay. as a business. Yes. So what were those things? So what, 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 would me, what made you say that you're just a business? Because before, what was your perspective and how did Ideaspace change that? Well, when it's when you're a first-time entrepreneur, yeah, or at least doing this kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, you tend to actually approach things as a project, like yes, um, so okay, gagawin kuto, gagawin kuto, and these are the things that I need to achieve this goal. But actually, at the end of the day, it's really about the long-term thinking. Yes, that how will I make money? How can I actually impact more people? How can I okay. be sustainable in doing these things? Got it. Now, what are those hard skills, though, that, that you've learned? I'm, I'm actually jealous. I've never made, been to idea space as an as a investee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've always been curious, like, what do they teach you guys in the AIM program? I mean, there's also theory, right? Yes. But if, if you're now applying this in your main hustle, right, um, well, how, did, how much did that help you with, with what you're doing? Okay. So, with a program like AIM, yeah, um, it makes you actually approach things in a more structured way. Ah. So, because if you're just doing it, like what you kind of learned from college and right. so on, and especially if you didn't take accounting and business, right. you tend to just write down notes yep. and deal with it. Like, There's no structure. It's actually in, a Hail Mary every time. Right. Profit. Ah, got it. Sorry, right, what were those things that you, that you remember till now that, that you know, probably will be the highlight of what you learned in there? In idea space. Yes. Well, aside from me looking at Cropital as a business, right. it's really further understanding my why. What's your why? So for me, it's really impacting the lives of the farmer and doing this by providing them access to the resources they need to improve their lives. Got it. Okay. Now that's, and that's deeper now, especially as we go. And you wear that chip on your shoulder as we go every yes. single day. All right, now, after Idea Space, 
was it all fun and butterflies or was it like more mo what most of us go through ups and downs up and downs and then until you got to the next one which is fledge llc what's fledge and how did you get there okay so fledge is a u.s social impact accelerator program wow okay and so, how did you get here i guess this is again it's hard to to get to be in the radar of these these things how did you even know that there's such a thing it's really through impact hub impact hubs yes. or sesrondarios yes. uh, shout out to you okay yes how did they hook you up with this okay so it's through ses okay. and the impact hub network that we found out that there is this program okay. for social impact startups got it all right and what did you get in the fledge again now you got magic uh magic uh experience and idea space what did you get in fledge and what was it? Was, was there a monetary investment on that one? They did. Nice! Good job! How, how, if you don't mind, was it a big check? Was it a seed? Is it equity? What, what did they usually it, It's really a pre-seed type of okay. check. It's not really too big. Alright, but it's a good enough to it's now help uh, people yeah. out. At this point, how big was the team? And how, what, how was the company health like back then? During this time, we're still around four people. Okay. And those four people, what were they doing? So it was me, my two other founders. Okay, what were they in charge of? Okay, so, and we just have another part-time during that. Okay, but okay. Basically, I manage most of the farm operations related. Oh, wow. Then I have a co-founder that basically develops the website, yep, and the platform. Guy, right. Then the other person actually intermediates that, that handles the admin. Ah, so the back the, office yes, shit. the back right. office. Then there's another person who assists me in the... In the field. Wow, and you're that's secondly sales and marketing at the same time, right? Um, what were those things that you 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 did to? Because it's a marketplace as uh, startup, right? You have to match the farmers yes. and the loan givers, right? Let's just tackle real quick again the value proposition now, because it's crystal clear to the farmers. So I'll give you resources so you can do your shit, yes. right? So that you can. Be, improve uh, your income correct and then some some of that will get to you but on the other side how did you evangelize this to again to the point that my friend knows about you and it's weird because i'm in tech and i don't know mm -hmm. right so how did you now address that that market with, with limited resources okay so um the way we approach it is basically we just post on facebook okay what we do, what we are trying to do, and how right. people could actually support us. Got we it. posted in different pages. Yeah. I remember talking to the admin, pwede pupa post, those ah. kind of things, so that I could actually uh, share the landing page that we have okay. and try to encourage people to actually join the cause. What was the, the one that really worked the most? That, you know, that made the uptick? Because, you know, as you try a lot of experiments, most majority of them fail, right? Mm. What what was the one that really got you enough traction that 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 converted? Well, to be fair, on the side of the lenders, it was really social media. Ah. So and word of mouth. Word of mouth. Right. Word of mouth. Okay, well, uh, I think I missed out. On, was it magic? Uh, idea space fledge or magic fledge idea space it's magic fledge ah okay so you got prior funding with fledge already yes before you got the idea space thing yes now after idea space you're out there right you're on your own and a lot of uh, again like what what our carmina of invested said 
the scariest shit you went through. So if you want to learn more, just look into season one of Invested, how they won the Cartier uh, yes. Women's Initiative. She talked about this. The hardest part happened after IVS race. Was that the same for you guys? Yes. <laughs> okay. What what made it hard? Well, the team starts to actually grow. Okay. And along with the clients that we have. Mm-hmm. But um, because when you're on your own already, and during this time, we haven't really figured out that we'll focus on rice loads. Ah. We are trying to have um, vegetable investment loans, uh, invest, investments, uh-huh. vegetable loans, and we have rice loans. Got and it. we ha- even have commercial type of funds okay. or funding. Okay. And this is the time that we are really burning the funds that okay. we got from Idea Space. Okay. And that wasn't much. I mean, funds. I'm not trying to say, but yeah. uh, you know, it it's that would probably last you if you had a lean team, a good six months the most. That's true. Right. That's true. But you gotta raise funds, or else you're gonna be fucked, right? So, what were, did you get into the Valley of Death? Well, at some point, we got some angel funding. Ah, good, good. And okay. how do you, how do you now hustle to get angel funding? Okay, so for angel funding, what happened to us is we've been receiving messages ah. from individuals who saw our platform nice. and they are interested to investing in the company and not only to the farm. Nice. And how did you convert them and make sure that you don't get a predatory deal? Because sometimes when you get desperate, yes, this happened to me my, myself, right? Um, there are several parts in Party File where it's like, shit, I don't have payroll money. And like, okay, I'm going to take this and whatnot. Um, and apparently it was a poison pill. Like, fuck, I should have took, took that. Now, how do you make sure you prevented that from happening for you guys? Okay, so one thing is that I actually try to several attempts right. to say no. Wow, you're yeah. the one saying no. Yes. Shit, so, that's cool. Wh- one thing with me is that I'm really frugal. Okay. So I know that I can Again, shout out to 7-Eleven cheese dog. <laughs> <laughs> Before, if you eat one cheese dog, now you can afford two cheese yeah. dogs. Okay. <laughs> Share me some cheese dog after this. Okay, go. Cool. So I can actually sustain the organization very lean okay. without needing external money. Good but job. I know that I cannot really explore a lot of opportunities. Got it. But when this person came in, I right. tried to resist several times because right. I know how risky it is for any investor to put in money and right. I want to know the intention also and that the how how open is this person with the risk involved of in course. investing in a startup. Of course. So but after a while getting to know this person, right. I really felt that okay, this is the right one at this stage where Got we are in. And what what made you say yes? Well, during the time that I feel like it's time already because there are opportunities ahead. Did and he also give you cheese dog? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. Right. And there are also, um, where the, th- the team is growing, so the expenses are also growing. Right. I felt the need that, okay, I will go back to this person now. Ah. And I will try to ask again if she is still interested. Got it. And what did she say? She's still open. <laughs> so ah, it is awesome. really a good thing. Okay, so it's really the right time at the right place. Okay, now let's uh, take another break and let's talk about the most recent achievement and how you got to this because you recently just won something big. And again, I want to ask you uh, about that in the hustle sharing segment on our last part, uh, powered by um, 
our sponsor, but we don't have what yet at this moment, but maybe we will. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag Uno Ready Savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag Uno Earn or hashtag Uno Boost Time Deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag Uno Earn Earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice 
for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back for the final part of the Hustle Share podcast today. Now we're going to be talking about the uh, hustle sharing segment, right? Now, Ruel, um, I wanted to ask you about uh, something very important, right? Because you just recently won a pitch- pitching competition. First question I wanted to ask in the hustle sharing segment that we have, or the hustle sharing tips and whatnot. How hard is it to win a pitching competition? In my, in my heyday, 2011, 2012, I almost won two, but I'm almost first runner-up. It's like, fuck, I should have won that. And it's hard because a lot of us, all the, all the startups have all probably tried this. Because we're, you know, they teach you how to pitch and whatnot, mm-hmm. but only a few win. How do you think, what are those things, that, the, the, fa- the factors that you think that made you win the last one? Okay. So some interesting things. Okay. Um, the pitching last week was actually with with Future Now the Ignite pitching right. competition and joined with the Seed Star competition. Yep. But actually, so you get two birds in one stone. <laughs> yes. Right. But actually, Capital already joined Seed Star for the third time. Oh. We've been losing. Wow. <laughs> every time, and okay. this is our second time to actually pitch in Ignite. Wow. So you just kept going at it. Yes. What did you do differently now? Okay. Did you, did you didn't get to do the first two or three times you did it. Actually, the key is always really focusing on your business and having those traction present by the time you pitch. Got it. So what are those tractions that you now show? So before, it's like it's easy to sell the idea, right? Yes. But if you don't have the traction, then what the actual fuck, right? So yes. um, what, are, what are those upticks that they saw like, ooh, that's cool, all right? Okay. Uh, because now it's like a repitch, right? Yes. But when they saw like, wow, I remember you pitching and you were just like at this point and now at this. Yes. Uh, what are those numbers like and what did they see that, or that you showed uh, okay. during the pitch? Sure. The first thing is that we've actually released already around one million dollars worth of loans. No fucking one million dollars! Yes, holy shit! Forty-five to fifty million pesos of loans to farmers. That much money already. Okay, those are coming from your investors and also the people that are invest in the platform. Yes. So that's extreme validation, right? We're talking about one million, not pesos, but dollars, and that's a ton of money uh, that that's coming onto you. What else? Um, we've already reached eight provinces, wow. around seven hundred. Namely, farms. which ones? We have Pampanga, Pangasinan, Bulacan, Batangas, Leyte, Bohol, wow. and also a few from Nevaisia. Wow, that is awesome! But you went there personally yourself. Yes. Holy shit, that's amazing. That's a hustle in itself, man. What else? What do you think? I mean, in terms of delivery, did you change something in how you pitch and whatnot? What are those things? Sure. So. Um, actually, the way we provide our loans okay. is quite differently now okay. from the way we do it before. Right. So the story that I shared about the farmer wouldn't get any after right. really harvesting, um, we tend to look into that situation, what happened, what can we do for it to never happen again, right. and do it. Basically, what we figured is that 
there was low prices during that time. Okay. There was weather disturbances during that time, and that. there was actually pest also. That so hit these that are fortuitous events that. that you cannot control. We cannot control, but we can actually help mitigate. Ah, so what were the? How do you help them mitigate that? Do you provide them pesticides or whatever roofing or anything like you know, like an anting anting? Put them on the <laughs> <laughs> or to to prevent the bad things are happening what were those things okay so one thing is that we process crop insurances for our farmers. wow there's such a thing there is holy and crop it is, <laughs> okay it is actually free for farmers wow. at least for majority but most don't know how to process or don't ah, even know about it so you walk them through to get this yes we process it so they awesome. just need to fill out one application form and we already just Pull out the data, then process it for them. Got it. All right. The, what else? The next one is that we actually have partner technicians on the ground. Okay. So the farmers have access to best practices, and ah, if there are diseases sure. and so on, they could access our technicians. So now you partners. put the signs behind it too, right? Yes. Okay. And lastly, and the buyer. The so buyer. Right now, it's really um, providing or ensuring fair, ma- fair market prices okay. by having buyers, buyer partners in place. Got it. It's not predatory. It's fair, and you regulate this to, to make sure that everything's on point. Yes. Per se. Okay, got it. Uh, is there any other X factor that you think that made you win? I believe it's really the people okay. who are really concerned for the welfare of the farmers in yeah. Tropital. So, actually... Um, Everyone in the team okay. really has the heart for the farmer Got that it. I can vouch. All right. So every decision that you we share the same vision, make, per se. yes, okay, yes. And ev- the every decision that we make, we put farmers on top of it. Yes. And if there's like something like, uh, I think it's too commercially the decision that we're trying to make. Okay. You ex- you should. I can expect it, someone from the team will really raise the voice and say, wow. I think it's not fair for the farmers. So. And that's the human and the heart component of, of this. Yes. All right. Now, you talked about the team. How did you build this team? You said you mentioned during the break that you went from four. Now, you have 16. What were those things you looked for in getting your, your people? Because it's not easy to get people to share the same vision and to be this passionate. How did you grow them? And what are those uh, factors that you look for in growing your team? Um, the initial filter that we have is yeah. really the passion for... It, for, for the sector of agriculture okay. for the farmer themselves okay. well particularly for most of the functions okay. I, I cannot say that the only function that I don't really check whether right. they are passionate in agriculture is the tech because yeah. that's not your game right? particularly yeah. the freelance tech people that we, okay. we work with but for everything else the ones that interfacing with the farmer with the lender right. they really need to have the heart for the farmer okay. and how do you define the heart? Okay, so by defining the heart, it's really understanding okay. what the farmers or our farmers are actually experiencing. Okay. And even better if they have first-hand experience by being uh, a son of a farmer or a granddaughter or a grandson of a farmer. entrenched, yes. really. Okay, sounds good. That's awesome. Now, in terms of managing your team, this is you're a first-time entrepreneur, right? Majority of the time, we fuck shit up and then the first time, right? How, what are those things that make you manage your team pretty well like that, that checks and balances because you're out there on the, literally the fields <laughs> as, as we go along how do you make sure that everything's on point and then whatnot because I don't know how many times you actually get to see them face to face and whatnot you have to have a system in place to get this to that this is to work sure. okay so 
it was actually a very challenging task to yeah. actually learn how to lead. Right. And I'm still learning, to, yeah. be, to be honest. Okay. And one thing that actually worked for me is okay. finding the right department heads. Ah, <laughs> your colonels, your yes, sergeants. To yeah. lead with me. Got it. And how did you define who those were from, from, the, the, from the crop or whatever? <laughs> so I keep saying puns. Pun intended, right? From from the whole from the whole field, who's who 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 do you pick uh, as your sergeant or your next in line? So, in terms of really identifying potentials right. of, of of people, um, it's really working first with them for a short yeah. period of time, yeah. getting to know, know them, seeing how they actually function uh, as an individual and as a team player. Yeah. Then only then you'll realize, ah, okay, this person is good for this particular department Got so it. eventually after the contract i can start opening Gaging that particular that. position all right sounds good all right let's take a deep dive now on the, the the tips because you you're you're i like the way that you're you're really preaching what you're teaching here frugality agriculture social enterprise whatever what's your tips for those people who are deeply or still trying to figure out the, the funding ways and whatnot aside from the cheese dog tip that you have <laughs> what are your ch- tips in being frugal as a founder because it's hard to be frugal it's and it, you know some some founders will will also have different um s- scenarios like you know you have family to feed or your breadwinner and whatnot or what be those tips for those people who are into this stage right now of their startup life Okay, so actually, it's hard for me to give advice right. to those people who actually have family and so on since right. I'm in a different position. Yeah, but what worked for you, I guess? What are those things that, uh, that uh, helped you? Okay, so I guess the first thing that worked for me is understanding that um, I don't really need big brands or branded shirt, branded right. clothes, or I don't really need to make people believe that I'm of a certain class. Yeah. Of a certain state, yeah. so I feel comfortable wearing old clothes, old, right. old everything. Right. And Hopefully, the underwear still sticks through, not <laughs> bacon. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's that's during the, fir- the the first few months because okay. you really need to save. So okay. I don't feel the need of buying new things. Basically, that. What did you sacrifice? Because I mean, at the end of the day, as you're sacri- uh, saving, you, you gotta be sacrificing those things. What did you take le- or do less of or buy less of? Just so, just so that you can extend that runway. Okay, so I'm not really a very materialistic person in the okay. first place, so I don't really get to spend. But it's really, I think, the experiences uh, because I don't get to travel really much for leisure. Okay. Especially with friends. Got it. So you sacrifice that social aspect, but hey. Yeah, and the dinner time, right. those things, I guess. Cheese dog is live. Sounds good. Okay, now in terms of looking back in, in, into this, because recently in the news, right, it's heartbreaking to see that, you know, some farmers in, in, uh, in a province have a surplus of mangoes. And now it's like, how come this is happening? And what can we do to help you help those farmers because why are they overproducing when they're pretty sure there's so much supply that I mean so much demand that we can why is this happening and how can we help you uh, help those farmers out okay so I'll go with one use case okay so in for example in vegetables um, sometimes farmers have this uh, herd mentality where okay. for example this season I plant ampalaya okay and the price is very high 
and the harvest is also very high. And I earn like jackpot. I earn a million peso. Wow. So the following cropping season, everyone will plant ampalaya. Copycat mentality. So the prices mentality. will drop, and so they earn less. So th- those things happen, but that's not always the case okay. of the over oversupply. So is that what happened in the recent news that you know there's oversupply of mango? Because mango is not a crop; it's a fucking fruit. <laughs> yes. How come that happened in the in the, the 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 fucking garlic or whatever? How come this happens and then we have to import? Uh-huh. How, what are what as a people as lenders as people that fucking consume these products mm-hmm. just so that our countrymen don't get fucked over? How can we help? And how can we help you achieve your, your goals as well? Okay. Actually, it's hard to solve that particular problem. But sure. the things that we can actually do for the farmers is, one, buying um, from the farmers themselves. Okay. If there are opportunities to do that, do so. How? I don't know. Because, like, mm-hmm. how the hell do I... I mean, there's now these things that are called grow kits and yes. whatnot. Like, majority of the time, they die. I, I try my best. <laughs> My, 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 me and my girlfriend try our best but you know we'll, but try again we're persistent maybe we'll resuscitate the lettuce that died okay. right? but how do you get access to these because this is not out in the open and that's, yes. that's a challenge always I want to buy fresh fucking mangoes from mm-hmm. wherever but I don't know where because when I go to the supermarket it's the same brand Dole yes. whatever I'm not trying to hit on anyone but how do I get access to this okay so there are actually startups who are already doing this oh shit really but- us we're not really in that particular space but we're trying to work with them as well oh perfect so there are startups like um, Imagsasaka really? Agraba who are trying to help Agraba right Arabia no, I, I just recently <laughs> watched Aladdin's like holy shit that's where they got their name yeah. okay cool and there's this session market also and grow food grow, grow um, sorry I, I, I can't no problem yeah, but yeah. whoever they are yeah but eventually, whatever they're going to sell on your shit will come from you. Yeah. Right. Now, let's talk about competition. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you have some competition here that I, I think I remember. How do you make sure that you're not, you're not stepping on each other's toes? Because at the end of the day, you don't want it to get ugly because the problem is huge. It is. Right. And then there's more than enough space for everybody. How do you make sure that you're, you're co- coexisting with them? Well, and how do you also still stand out in putting yourself out there as the, as the main champ that you mm-hmm. are now? Actually, for, for us, seeing other companies finance farmers or provide investments to farmers right. is really a good thing. Um, we don't necessarily have existing relationships with them, okay. but we are happy that they are there in their yes. areas because it's really a very huge market and okay. farmers really need help. Absolutely. Okay, uh, last few questions before we do that. Okay, let's go back to this one thing that really struck a chord with me when we were starting out, right? What's your tip for those founders who are in, in that rut, sort of through the hard times, say, going through a breakup? And What's your personal why? Of course, you're lucky you had a found, you're the farmers, right? Yeah. But it's got to be more than that, man. I'm pretty sure. Deep inside, within you, um, what would be your advice for those people who are going through a lot and have this burden, this cross to carry as a startup? How do you keep pushing through on a daily? Because mental health, emotional health, that's, that's something that we go through a lot and we never talk about mm-hmm. because it's, it's taboo. Yes. Nobody, you, when, when someone asks you in a startup, like, how are you starting? Of course the default is yeah. doing good, of course, right? True. 
But we never fucking talk like, bro, I'm fucking dying right now. Right? We don't talk about maybe when you're drunk already. Or yeah. just two people. That's the time you actually release everything. Correct. Correct. In but there. How did you do this? And what would be your advice for those people who are currently in this state, in this startup, beyond what they're the mask that That's they're showing true. in the startup events? Deep inside, there's this child that yes. just needs some, to, some, some encouragement. What? How? How did you push through with yours? And what would be your advice for them? Okay. So, I think. First thing is that I believe everyone actually have these dark thoughts in them. Yeah. It just so happened that for some people, it's getting bigger and for right. some, they are able to suppress it a bit. Yeah. But um, one key thing, it's easy to say be positive, be yeah. optimistic, be hopeful, but yeah. it's hard to actually do it. But there are ways to actually make your mind a bit free from thinking about all these things because um, if you offload this burden for let's say an hour or 30 minutes then your mind will be a bit more fresh to actually think and find solutions to the problem so So, some of the things that I actually did before was actually I I run a lot I I work out because these are really um, physically enabling you to be more positive and endorphins will come out you'll feel also more positive with how it actually impacts how you look and how you how you actually feel about your health that you're even better as a person looking back to your lowest of lows how what what do you think would made you bounce back because there's always that that moment that till now I I can share that in different episodes and whatnot but those really stick with me the most. The times that I break down and cry and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, what would what were those for you? Uh, knowing that you've been there now, and how would you now solve that? Knowing what you know now. Okay. Yeah. No problem. This is usually the the the, the same reaction <laughs> I get at this moment. But you know, we we all go through that, right? And. I, I've done it differently, but looking back, like shit, I should have done it this way now. If oh, I'm going through that again, how how would you go through it again? Okay, um, one thing that worked for me is actually looking at things at the bigger perspective. Okay, looking at it, um, this problem uh, is just a small piece of the bigger picture that you're trying to achieve. Right, and. For me, I'm trying to take it also as a challenge that this problem right now could actually be more of this in the future if I will scale up. So I really need to find a solution and actually I really need to think of becoming better problem solver. And another thing of this topic, it's really... um, because we always make decisions and okay. we always do things and not everything goes the way we plan it. Yeah. But the only thing that I always think of is that I should be 50 plus 1% right. 50 plus 1% right. Be- that, so that I know that I'm still on the right track. Got it. Right. Just a little bit over what the, the medium. The <laughs> things Got that it. you did. Okay, sounds good. This is awesome stuff. Now, what's next for you, uh, Ruel? Now you listen. How much did you win in, in the uh, uh, the thing? And you've had a million dollars, man! Congratulations, right? What's next for Capital? Is there anything that the 
fellow Filipinos who are listening to this now because this is your opportunity to now share, yes. share this to the listeners or whoever are watching us on YouTube and whatnot. Um, how can we support? Because we want to support, right? I want rice and it's fresh rice and uh-huh. not whatever rice that I'm uh, eating and whatnot, right? How can we support you and the, the farmers that you're supporting? Okay, to everyone who actually wants to support farmers, yeah. what they can do is they can visit www.cropitall.com yep. and sign up. So, sign up. by signing up in the community, you're already doing a lot of help to the okay. farmers in there. Okay. And aside from that, if you are actually also present or if you know farmer communities who might be needing our help, then don't be afraid or please feel free to reach yes. out to us. There's so much more that we can help, right? Yes. Alright, sounds good. Now again, thank you, Ruel. Appreciate it for, for being here in the show. I hope you had a great time. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. So this is going to be out very soon, like what I said, season two. And the difference now is you have video. So yeah. it's more genuine. They now see how fucking stupid I look and every time and whatnot. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier there's a dark side. The dark side is me, my, my skin. Because I'm the dark one. <laughs> Alright, sounds good. So again, guys, thank you very much for, for listening. For those of you who are listening to this, uh, through your app please don't forget to follow us on whatever podcast app that you guys are listening on to if you're watching this on YouTube please like, comment and subscribe and whatnot. and don't forget to join our community we also have a community of hustlers on Facebook it's called the Hustle Share Community just go uh, search it up Hustle Share Community on Facebook and join and lastly please don't forget to message us on, on our chatbot powered by chatbotph at m.me slash hustle share and I'll see you guys in the next episode thank you Ruel thank you so much Peace.